bachelor party of 2020. Can you believe it? We've come so far to look back on Clacia's season and of course preview Matt James 919 brought on friend of the pod, friend of mine, friend of yours, Rob Mills. Let's do it. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. What better way to wrap up Tasha season, Clacia season, really, and look forward to Matt James 919 than with Rob Mills. Rob, hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Juliet? I'm good. You're wearing a ringer t-shirt. What a thrill for me. I'm randomly, so randomly, I wear this t-shirt <laughs> all the time. It's a very comfortable shirt. I get, got it, spoiler, I got it from you. So I wear it all the time. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm actually doing a ringer podcast. It's amazing. Great corporate synergy. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, you know, we're always so happy when you come in the pod. I have like just a lot of things I want to talk to you about and run by you. Um, my mm-hmm. first cue, what happened after the final rose? This was a combination of a lot of things. One was, you know, as you've seen in the finale, it was sort of, which is great. I think we needed it, but very cut and dried. Mm-hmm. There were no family members that objected to the union. There was no change of heart. There really was nothing. Like, Taisha found her guy. She's extremely happy. She's doing a round of press with him. They're, you know, they're all great. So we really wouldn't have had that much to say. And Uh she ended, like, friendly. Everybody sort of understood. There was never a, (laughs) don't understand. I don't know why. I think it's a testament to Taisha, as you know. You've met Taisha, right? I met her at um, one of the last events before the world changed, which was Bachelor Live on stage in L.A. She was wearing an incredible sparkly outfit. Oh, my gosh, that's right. (laughs) I forgot you were there. I saw you there, too. That that is right. 
In fact, I bought you and Mike Fleiss drinks. And at that event, that's right. Mike Fleiss was a leader in the space. He would not shake hands. He was like, I'm only doing elbow bumps. I'm scared of the virus. And everyone thought he was like crazy, but Mike Fleiss was actually correct. Mike is crazy, but he was an early (laughs) adopter. The same way sort of Bill knew about the internet and podcasts (laughs) were going to be big. Mike knew very early on about COVID. And it's so funny. One of the last things watching a rough cut of Listen to Your Heart back when mm-hmm. we could go to edit bays and we were there. And I remember we got on an elevator and it's a, this is when you were in crowded elevators. It's like maybe a week before. Sure. And this guy has a mask on. In the elevator, Mike goes, oh, that's really smart. So do you find it's working? And the guy goes, no, I'm wearing this because I'm sick. And then Mike, <laughs> the biggest germ who was so afraid, did everything to get rid of COVID had literally gotten in this guy's face to ask this question so and then freaked out. I mean, literally, practically fell down the elevator shaft. But <laughs> that, yes, That's really so, funny. So we were at Bachelor Live on stage. It's The two events that I that I attended, like big public events before the world ended, it was that. And then um, the night Peter's of the Rudy finale. Gobert testing. Peter's finale. And then the night after that, when Rudy Gobert tested positive, was Chris Harrison had a sparkling rosé party, launch Hilarious. party. Hilarious. So it was all all Bachelor of Nation things, and then and then the world shut down. But yeah. um, so so as, to get back to after the final row, so Tasha, as you said, like everybody just loves her. All these guys were happy. Nobody is going to sit down and say she wasn't meant to be with Zach. Why I don't understand. I need answers. She gave them all answers. She did a good job. So it would have been a fine AFR, but it would have been just seeing where these people are now. And then it was you have to remember the production went literally from La Quinta from July to September to Matt mm-hmm. James from September to Thanksgiving. They're still in post. Everyone is burned out and dying. And to say on su- December 22nd, like, hey, everyone, come in live to do an act to the final rows where we basically just congratulate everyone and say, you know, we'll see you in two weeks for The Bachelor and yeah. um, maybe we'll see some of you in paradise. It just didn't make any sense. And yeah. it allowed us to get some more sampling for Supermarket Sweep too, which is also important. <laughs> You know? I love supermarket sweep. Love, 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 Thank love, you. love, love. Um, I love, I love, love Leslie Jones. Love yes, Leslie Jones. Supermarkets are great. Yes. It's just, that's a real casual. I mean, actually, so I've been in New York and like, you know, the, one of the primary things to do is just like go to the store and buy stuff. So like, you know, you have your different stores. Like I've been going to one place to get quiche a lot. I've been going to another place to get like <laughs> my Perrier. Like, you know, you haven't, you mm-hmm. just, it's like, it's like it's one true. of the primary activities. It's like walking in the park absolutely. and going to the grocery store. So it's a great time to be a grocery store enthusiast. In fact, it, it absolutely is. I moved into, um, Chris Harrison's neighborhood recently. Oh, and, Westlake um, Village. Little, Hello. Westlake Village. I'm a Westlake Villager now. And, Do you um, see, um, Peter and family on the streets as well? I have, thank God I've not, because <laughs> I'm sure I'll be accosted about dancing with the stars or something else. Oh, so God. I sort of, um, Barb yeah, so want to be on it herself. <laughs> no, I think she really wants Peter on. We've, we've, we talked to him. I know, um, I think he's talked to the producers about it, but, okay. um, this is I would an love awkward to say conversation. it. I mean, I joke about it, but I love Peter. I think it's a conversation we need to have. We all are aware from his time on both Hannah season and as the bachelor Peter's a terrible dancer. I just don't see it going well for him. So let's not put him on Dancing with the Stars. It's funny you say that. I think he would totally disagree. And he... Um, <laughs> he might he might disagree, but I can see it for what it is. <laughs> this seems so long ago now, but I remember being with him. And again, we used to be able to do things at New Year's, New Year's Rock and Eve in Times mm. Square. And there's a big party for all the salespeople, whatever. He was dancing. He was having such a good time. He was dancing. I think he would he would totally disagree. So... <laughs> 
I love the fact that you feel you're calling him out on horrible dancing. Well, I just remember that date with Victoria Fuller when Chase Rice is playing. I mean, who could forget that date? And they're like in the middle and like he just has like arms. He just swings his arms. and That's kind of it. So what sort of different country dancing, although he does line dancing out here. So, um, which is fun. That was a fun what, time. Fun date. Anyway. So my point about Westlake village was we have a, a little plaza that has literally a sprouts, a Gelson's and a bonds oh. all in one. So it's great. So a I murderer's go row make, of grocery stores. You make the hat trick of, cause you need certain things at different places. So I think right. your great. first stop has to be sprouts. Number two, Gelson's number three bonds. You called Sweet. it perfectly. That's exactly <laughs> right. All right. So Tasha and Zach didn't need an after the final of the rose because they're happy and everyone likes Tasha. Yeah. I also seems like everyone likes Zach. Seems like Zach is just beloved. I don't know. Who would you say of like, I don't even know if I'd go to six, but at least the final four, who is not beloved at the final four? Um, oh, I do not. Well, I know you ben. have some thoughts. That's true. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's right. I forgot. I think Ben is more controversial than perhaps is acknowledged. I think it's interesting. There's a small faction of people that are like Brendan. It, he should have self exited sooner if he knew it wasn't right, but he probably didn't know. Uh, I don't it, think he knew. And I think doubt. that speaks more to Tasha that everyone, I think Brendan really would do anything to not hurt Tasha. And that's what he was worried about. Yeah. I mean, he really, really was into it. And he did it as, as, as soon as he could. But, but it's funny about the two people I would say I've heard the most of like, they should be the next Bachelor are Ivan and Ben. Probably Ivan skews a little bit higher. But Ben, there's a lot of people who are Ben for Bachelor stance. Rob, if you pick Ben, we're going to be in a fight. I, I will be very upset well, about nobody, this. Well, <laughs> nobody, as I've, I've said this before, we have so long to go before that. We yeah. got Matt's season. Then we have a whole season of Bachelorette. Honestly, everybody's best bet is to go in paradise. Right, 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 right. Okay, so there's just like so much I want to dig into here. We're going to come back to all these people, but like just before we look ahead, from the network's perspective, how did the split season work for you? Like, how did you feel? You know, I know you've talked a little bit about it, but like now with the season behind you and seeing what the sort of the arc of the season was, how did you feel about Claire for whatever it was, four weeks, and then Tasha coming in? Because I'll just say as as a viewer, really feels like two distinct seasons, and I kind of forget about Claire and Dale until I like see them. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, the fascinating thing for me, I think, is that people who were sort of front, maybe not front runners because it really was Dale, but maybe front burner storyline guys went back burner and back burner guys went front. I mean, I remember Brendan, it was sort of like by week four, which was Claire's, you know, whatever it is, episode four, Claire's Mm -hmm. last episode, people like, wait, who is that guy? He's still here. I don't know who that guy is. And then he completely he had that first day with Tasha and was like a front runner. So yeah. it does feel like two seasons. And it was hard to remember. I think it was great creatively. I think it was a testament that everyone was able to move so quickly and bring Tasha in because that's always like a scenario of like, well, what if the lead just quits? Even if they don't find somebody, they just say, I can't do this anymore. So I think creatively they were both good. I do think it probably was a lot to ask of everybody to be like, it, it was really long. It was 26 hours and we had to cram it all in because of the NBA finals Right between the, you know, last two weeks were two night, two hour, two nights. So it's a lot for us. The election. Too. So it, it's, it is, it, it was a lot. <laughs> so I think in, for, you know, from that perspective, it was, it's so much that, you know, you're, you don't have time to miss it. So I think, you know, it, it was a lot, but I'm thrilled with how it turned out. 
Claire found Dale and Tasha found Zach. So, two, you know, two love stories. Can't argue with that. Not to be too um, crass, but ahead, uh, crass. I, I see Claire and Dale lasting much longer than, than Tasha and, and Zach. Just my two cents. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? I think that Claire and Dale, I think Claire and Dale share a delusion. And I think that Zach and Tasha are both realists. So just my take. Wow. All right. That's a hot take. It's one I certainly haven't heard. I can say that. Um, oh my I God, actually that's think, what you come look, here for. Actually, crazy opinions. You come here for the crazy takes, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly believe, and I, I would tell you, you know, I'm pretty honest on this and um, usually to my detriment. So I hear about <laughs> But I actually believe both these couples are going to be long haul couples for mm. us. Interesting. Where where are Tasha and Zach going to live? I'm I would think New York, but um, I'm not basis on anything other than I I could see Tasha sort of wanting a bit of a change of pace. Maybe New York's sort of different; it's a great city, but I could be wrong. But I I would say if I had to bet, I bet New York. But I will say it was nice to have even like two just straight down the middle happy couples because I was looking back the last time I think we had that was Rachel Lindsay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because we go back, Ari's Ari's was controversial. Who's after Ari? Oh, Becca. After, Becca. Becca. Well, Becca and Garrett. Well, you know, they were there's all this sort of baggage with Garrett. And then there was um let me see. Colden. Who else was after? Colden oh yeah, Colden, obviously Colden was there, and then Hannah B and Jed. Yeah. And then Peter and I guess Kelly, but it was in such a roundabout way. Yeah. So Ke- the show didn't bring him Kelly. So you know <laughs> fair fair enough <laughs> it was it was kind of like surprising to have such a tidy ending with Tasha in particular I was sort of like expecting more yeah I know that and I'll get like a negative way I was just like what's gonna happen we're just so trained but right. I'm happy for her if, if she's happy I'm happy I want to get back to Brendan and and um and Ben okay. and so if you pick Ben for okay. the bachelor I will have a serious problem I'll continue to watch but I'll be furious Ivan and Brandon, I think I'd take a bullet for. I, at least I would consider it. I, I would protect their lives before my own. They both seem like such lovely, lovely guys. I think, I think they're both great. I would say they're all candidates, but like I said, it's so early. The best thing, yeah. and I think the thing that's been interesting too is the, what I would call, I guess, the paradise leads, which were Nick... Claire and Tasha, and there always seems to be more excitement around them because it feels like you've seen such a different part of them. You've seen them more casual. I mean, I think we all felt we knew Tasha certainly in a different way after watching her on the beach in paradise than maybe we did on cold season. Yeah. So yeah, to definitely. me, it's like Plus you got the, I would um, love to. I'd love to see all three of them on paradise because I think you'd really get an idea of like, okay, are they really bachelor? material because we have so long otherwise it would have been one of them i'm putting my money on brendan i just want to throw that out there i feel like he's a little bit of a dark horse but i'm gonna put my money on brendan as as top contender for bachelor out of the season i think ivan will find a girlfriend i think ivan is just like such an incredible catch that he's gonna crush it wherever he is like i i hope that he's able to date a lot even though there's covid (laughs) yeah he's one of those unicorns that we we sort of luck into like he's 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 really great he's a guy who's so unique i mean i just wanted to come to paradise and play chess like i just want to watch of course, that yes. i don't know why but that's 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 sort of my dream 
Do you think it's going to be harder to get on Paradise than usual? Like, sometimes it feels like if you want it, you can have it. But I get the impression that maybe it's going to be hard. Because how many people get cast for Paradise per season? Well, it just depends on how many weeks we order. So my guess is we'd probably want to order more weeks. So I would say probably, you know, maybe it's 30 some odd between who comes in later and who's there. I think it's, it's going to be a lot, but you're right. It's like, it's a really stocked pond right now. It's four yeah. seasons. It'll have been four seasons that haven't been seen. And then there's always the people from previous seasons that maybe haven't been on before. Yeah, absolutely. Like just sort of like randoms. Like what if we get Tyler Cameron in the mix, you know, he just decides to come back on television. Oh, that would be, that would be fantastic. If Tyler <laughs> is single, he's welcome to come on. <laughs> or um, honestly, he could just walk the beach shirtless. I think oh, that's he should be the too. bartender. Tyler for bartender. Aren't you friends with Wells? Wow, he's going to be angry. I'm actually not friends with Wells. I've met him. But oh, okay. I thought you were. It feels like, okay, that feels like that should be a friendship. <laughs> um, I like Wells. I thought Wells was great when he filled in the the um, mm-hmm. RIP Fred Willard spot. I thought he did a great job. I have to say that. Who do you prefer, a- Wells or Big Polly? I, I prefer Wells. I like a man who's quick wow. with his words. And I, like, I enjoyed <laughs> Wells. I think... Um, I really liked having more alums around having Jojo come in at the top of the fantasy mm-hmm. episode was really fun. Having Wells come in was fun. Rachel's visit was fun. I really liked all of that. Well, it's funny. I think that doing this sort of bubble scenario leads to sort of more ingenuity and mm-hmm. th- that'll stuff that will probably come into play even after when we're back to normal. And I think that's one of those things. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like how, um, like, the XFL introduced the, you know, the camera and the, the yeah. wire and everything. That This is the thing now. The, the bubble bachelor and bachelorette have introduced us to using more alums. You never know when you're going to get great innovation. That's um, right. Okay, a few more notes about Paradise. So this is the year, Rob. Let's, instead of rewarding the couples, let's get rid of them. You don't get to stay if you couple up. If you couple up with the same person a few times in a row... You got to leave. That way you can get more people in the mix. And we don't want these mm. boring couples just to okay. sit in the pool like Dylan and Hannah. That's an interesting, that, that is very interesting. I was absolutely <laughs> going to throw that into it, but I love when you validate like my ideas. Area. No, no, it's, yeah. it is very, let's, let's think of the couples, Jane Tanner, Dylan and those are the two that I think of where it's like, we saw them at the very beginning and then we saw them at the end. And then that was, that was it. The only couple that was worth keeping around for the tears was, um, I think his name Carly was Carly and Kirk. Carly and Kirk, yeah. That yes. break, that was an epic, epic breakdown. It also led to her singing. Um, what was the? She did that little rose jingle. It was really funny. Oh, that's it, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was kind of worth it. But overall, these couples that are like so solid, like just like banish them to the couples pen. Like maybe they can be judges for a date, or or they can like. Be available. No, to that's give a, a couple's pen. Oh my god, <laughs> I love the idea of, of it being an actual pen. But maybe I think you're you're not wrong. Maybe there's an area that couples go to when you, you sort of say, "Okay, we're a committed couple." You ring like a bell or something. Yeah, and then you go to you go to like the couples area where you just hang out like a couple. It feels yeah. bad to say. I mean, it is so nice there. It's hard to say like, okay, you're going back and you're also splitting up like you're in Kansas City and you're in Ohio. Yeah, they could s- just take them out of the contention. They're just like- Take like them out a of rotation. Of- yeah, exactly. Okay. They, they can stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's up to the budget. I don't manage yeah. that, but creatively- Well, no, because then what happens if they decide we've spent like two weeks as a couple, 
we've decided to uncouple and then you're thrown back in the mix too. Great. Which that could sounds be great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who doesn't See, like that? This okay. is great. I <laughs> love is, workshopping my... <laughs> these ideas with you, Julia. This is great. <laughs> Thank you. Here's my, here's my second note for you regarding paradise. So I understand that you guys are eager to get back on schedule, which is bachelor films from mid September to Thanksgiving airs from early January to mid March. Then you go straight into production on the bachelorette mid March through um, May. And that starts airing while it's still in production. And then paradise shoots in June airs in August. Fine. That's mm-hmm. schedule. you don't need to confirm or deny. It's fine. We all know. Um, <laughs> here's my pitch. Let's just do paradise now. What are we waiting for? Use this. You, you guys are good at the bubble. You got two seasons down. Paradise is basically a bubble anyway. I've heard that Costa Rica is accepting Americans. So you guys could go to a paradise like location, support a local economy that surely needs it. And let's do paradise before the bachelorette. Oh, <laughs> it's Thank a you very for deeply considering thing. it. <laughs> I mean, I am, I'm going through all the mental gymnastics in my head. And I've got to tell you, first of all, I think we already have our bubble set for bachelorette. So I think that would throw oh, that all off. Okay. And then I also think just from a scheduling perspective, it would be so much, I think we'd be taking too much off. Unfortunately, okay. I like, I, I certainly get it. I mean, you know, it's the one that everybody is sort of like, when is paradise coming back? When is paradise coming back? So I hear you. Like, it's not, it's not a horrible idea. Um, it just, it's a really, really okay. difficult one. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But we are, uh, trust me, the one that I had to say is though, we are committed with every fiber of our being to bring back Bachelor in Paradise this, this summer or as soon as possible. What about summer games? We got the Olympics coming. <sighs> I don't know. We'd have to see if we can get a bubble and also, Again, the bubble thing is so it adds so much more that it's tough. If if production said we could do it and here's how we do it, I think of course we'd consider it. I think it just depends on if that's biting off more than we can chew. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. But I love I love summer games. Obviously. Me too. We were all set to do it. It was it was a real shame. That was sort of the first thing when we started to think, oh God, this COVID thing might be serious. Summer games is the first thing to shut down. I was bummed. I was so excited for it to come back. I, I mean, I know winter games revived Claire. She'd been out of the system and then she came back. And then two years later, she's the bachelorette. Absolutely. And she made a best friend of winter games and Benoit. Oh, did she? Oh yeah. Are they best friends? They're super, super close. Yes. (laughs) That's cute. Oh, that's nice. I I really enjoyed it. As you know, I've always been a Leslie Murphy fan. So I was excited. She came back. I mean, she's engaged now. Congrats to her. Um, She's pregnant too. Oh my God. Great. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, how, awesome. how lovely. So you guys, you guys have two bubbles under your belt. What were like the big, cause Matt's season, which we'll talk about in a second. We're also, it was also a bubble. What are some of like the biggest learnings? And I'm interested when you hear you say it's so much harder. Cause I think like everyone can identify with that. Like everything in life is so much harder right now, but I'm just curious. Um, I'm just curious, like what, I mean, it's funny because I've done, I think every one of the shows that I oversee has gone back and they're all, different and they all present their own set of challenges, but mm-hmm. there, uh, you know, if, if somebody tests positive on supermarket sweep, you, you know, you shut everything down, you kind of trace it, you get it done and then things go back up in the bubble. It was just, if, if one person had tested positive, it could have completely just upset the entire thing where the whole thing could have been shut down permanently. 
you know, it's not just scrapping one episode of something like it, it could have. So just all of the, the protocol and everything was really difficult. And then I think that it was, it was more, I think what we learned from Bachelorette was we could handle a much bigger footprint. And that's where Nemecon came in. And was great. And if you see, even in the super seas, you see sort of more bachelor style dates. You've got skydiving, you've got, you know, car racing, just more, there's just, there's so much more there and more scenery and everything. Not that, I mean, we were incredibly lucky that La Quinta opened its doors and, and let us do it, but you could see a lot of reused areas for, for date locations. Yes. Oh so, my God. I already hated Palm Springs. This didn't help. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you love <laughs> Palm Springs, you're going to love it even more. If you hate it, it's not, yeah, it's not good. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So shifting to Matt. So first of all, the James Bond theme, like I wonder how many people watching the show are even aware this is like a James Bond marketing theme. Well, I think it's a good question. I think it's more just like James Bond is the prototypical like bachelor. ultimate male mm-hmm. bachelor, but also just the tuxedo, the yes, you very know, the fancy classy and sharp and suave and yeah. mysterious. It's ironic though, the last one that was sort of a James Bondish theme was the other Matt, Matt Grant, our British bachelor. Oh my God. Wow. Which sort of made more sense at that point. Long time. But I remember with that one, we had to really be careful. Like if you did like a gun barrel promo, like the 007 people are very litigious. So it had to have something that that was like, it's sort of like James Bond, but not really. That's funny. Um, Yeah. It definitely comes across though with Matt right now. Did he know yeah, that it was I, a James Bond theme? I, I can't get a feel for like Matt's interests. And that kind of like leads me to my question. Like when you guys decided to cast him as the bachelor, which I am so excited about, what were the fears of casting someone who is not coming from the system? Um, the way that you have really the last like 10 plus years. I don't know that. The, I mean, uh, there's certainly plenty of people who worked on the show before when we, when we did it that way. I mean, what was nice was, the biggest thing you always have is the audience investment. I think mm-hmm. that's that's probably the biggest 
not fear. I think we knew with Matt, it's like, you, you sort of know what you have there. I mean, the guy is like everything you want in a bachelor, including just really sincere. He's not the biggest problem with a lot of these guys that are perfect on paper. Like they look amazing. They've got great careers. Everything is they're like, I don't really need this show to date 25 women. This is a guy right. that I think... That's how I feel about Ivan. I'm like, Ivan, you don't need this, man. <laughs> well, or he does. It's just fine, too, Juliet. You don't need to, you know, encourage <laughs> I him. Ivan. It is a I love I know. Ivan and Brandon. We'll do two. We'll, we'll We're going to take good care of Ivan. Okay, good, good. He'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, when um, he got shafted into the Airstream, oh, my God, I was so pissed. Zach gets a again, fucking house, and Ivan gets an Airstream. We were at La Quinta. There was just only so many things. It was very nice in there. It was very, it was still I've a fantasy I've watched Grey's Anatomy. I'm familiar with the inside of an Airstream. <laughs> That's, um, so I think with Matt, though, he really was, and you'll see, he, he sort of says it, night one, like he's never really been in love. Like I think he was sort of looking, and, and obviously it helps that he's close with Tyler. So Tyler, I also think too, Tyler was able to tell him, you know, here's what it's like. Here's kind of the rigors of production and being on a show like this. So, that took away some of that also kind of X factor too of like, God, is this guy really going to be able to, does he know what he's signing up for? Also friends with Hannah Brown. Um, also fam- friends with fam- Hannah Brown. Famously became quarantine BFFs. Quarantine. That's right. Exactly. So he knows he's got plenty of people in the family he can talk to. And now he's, I think, met everybody. So, you know, I, I think that that was the biggest, the biggest fear used to always be, there wasn't this kind of fraternity and sorority of people you could lean on. So it was just somebody from whole cloth who came on and did it and then left. I think for that was, that, that part was sort of taken away. Matt knows so many people in bachelor nation. So I think that there really weren't that. I think for us, it was just more of a, how do you sell this guy? It used to be before it was like, Ben Higgins was the guy who thought he was unlovable or, mm-hmm. you know, Jake Pavelka was the guy who felt that nice, nice guys finished last or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's sort of that thing with Matt. It really was, okay, this is a whole cloth guy. We don't know what his story is before that. And you can't really say, you know, but it's also really nice, you know, watching the premiere. It's fun too, because it doesn't feel like, when you watch his package, it's a recap of like, yeah, we just saw all this. You yeah. Know, it's always the, yeah, I went on Hannah Brown season and I got my heart broken and we did that. This is all new. So it's, it's really fascinating getting to know this guy. We got a real double dose of shower shots with Matt's teaser. And then also Ben and his final, final moments on the show, a lot of shower action. And I was like, yeah, we haven't seen that in a while. Um, but I, Matt is a real kind no, of like, it's always, it's always nice to see. <laughs> It's a classical trope from a classically handsome man. I mean, the thing that's so exciting about Matt, in addition to being the first Black Bachelor, which is obviously historic and a long time coming and and wonderful, is that he just seems fun and also, like, obviously a super athlete. I mean, for whatever reason, I just feel like former football players, like, they just find they find their footing here on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. You've said that. You've said that before. I know. I know you, you truly believe that this is um, this is the place to go. It really is like you just barely could think about making it to the NFL. Well, it's okay. There's another place for you on ABC, not a Monday night football. Just absolutely. No, it's great. You look amazing. If you saw, um, there was a quick shot of the super teasers, like a little Rocky Four training homage where he's got a big log on his shoulders and everything. You Uh know, it's, it's great. You get those great workout shots, the shower shots. He's, he was sort of genetically engineered to be a bachelor. (laughs) 
It seems like he was genetically engineered. He's extremely handsome. Um, he I is. Re- he, literally it's everything. Ridiculous. Emotionally, physically, everything about this guy. It's ridiculous. I'm so invested in Matt that I feel like I've met him, though I have not. I've never even like seen him from a distance. Oh, are you kidding me? I, That's I know. Amazing. I wow. know. I'm shocked as well. I've been following him for... <laughs> I'm coming on two years. It's pathetic. You're the first person... I can't remember if you know this or not, but um, you're the first person I heard about Matt from. You're like, you got to know this guy, Matt. He's amazing. The second guy, I can't remember if I've told you or told me about this, was Bill and Jimmy Kimmel's agent, James Baby Doll Dixon, who Matt is very good friends with his daughter. And randomly, we were on the phone about saying, he said, you know, I know this guy's going to be on The Bachelorette, Matt James. And he starts telling me about him. And like, I fell in love with him through Baby Doll. <laughs> like, he's telling me, he's like, the guy is the greatest guy in the world. He does all this charity stuff. He comes to my house. He's so fantastic. And then he'll go take a bike out and do an 80 mile bike ride. And then he comes back and, you know, just like the guy is just so fantastic. Women love him. He, I was like, God, this, and I remember thinking like, God, this guy is our bachelor. And then sure (laughs) enough, it manifested itself into this guy is our bachelor. I, I'm really so so excited. I'm also excited for the the East Coast bubble. I'm excited to see um, some winter wear and some yes. like woodsy shots. How did mm-hmm. production feel about leaving the 120 degree heat for the woods of Nemecolon? It was night and day. I think that that was the biggest worry. Again, like I said, La Quinta was great, fantastic. But the biggest worry was like, oh my God, what if we have to roll right into Bachelor here? I'm it would so have been like Hotel I'm California. So you can yes. check out anytime you like, but you can, but never, you can leave. never leave. Yeah. So <laughs> Nemecolon came up. There was a, I mean, obviously you been sort of start before. with like, you start with a wish list and you're like, God, could we do it in Hawaii? Could we do it here? And then I think Nemecolon actually came to us if I'm not mistaken. And cause you know, we had done, that was where Jojo's famous two on one with um, Chad and, I forget who the other guy was. That, I don't uh, remember either. He was on the date, but it was something about, they did that talk about milk. You should drink milk. It's refreshing. Yeah. So it was, so we knew it was gorgeous and it was, and then, yeah, it was fantastic. And then knowing we'd be there in September when you've got, like you said, beautiful fall weather, it looks bucolic and it was just massive too. Did you, were you guys able to leave it all? Like, were there any like forays into other towns or into the No, woods? it was really, no, it was in Nemecon. Like I said, the biggest worry was COVID. Could you case. imagine somebody goes, one person goes and randomly get, you know, it just happens to contact somebody completely accidentally, brings it back, and it just, the whole thing gets shut down. Yeah. That was that for does us sound pretty the bad. Biggest, the biggest thing for us was always not starting production, but once we finished, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, thank God it's in the can. <laughs> we did. It's like just really a race to the finish line. That's basically right. Absolutely. I really enjoyed the older guys of Clacia season. It made such a huge, huge difference. Matt's um, himself is younger than Claire and Tasha, and his women are younger. I'm curious what the sort of inside the shop perspective was on aging up. Cause I know that was intentional for Claire cause she was older, but I just think it turned out really well. These guys like have life experience. It was so cool to hear them speak about um, the impact of divorce. I mean, obviously a lot of these men shared some really heavy stories and really brave, like Ben talking about his suicide. And I'm, I'm just, or, excuse me, his suicide attempts. I'm just curious, how was that received internally? I think definitely you can't help 
you know, I always say like one of the silent producers on the show is the audience and seeing and seeing like the feedback was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest group of guys ever. These are, the be- you know, the best final four ever. And I think that was a result of that. And part of it was, yes, because it was Claire. And even, I mean, it was also why if you're going to replace Claire with these guys with anyone, you want it to be Tasha because she has had real life experience for these guys. Yeah. And I think, so part of it was that, but part of it also was a conscientious effort to look at sort of Peter's season. And the girl, you know, it was no fault of the girls that they were so young, but they were, you know, some of them had literally just graduated and it's hard to then say, okay, so you're ready now to figure out what the rest of your life looks like. That was hard, but I will say it was so great because having to shoot in the bubble, you didn't have all the over the top travel or glamorous dates or you didn't have the adventure dates, you know, so not having those, you really had to rely on those dinner, sort of the, the, the one-on-one portions. Mm-hmm. And that's where you really, you know, saw like th- these conversations were so great. Like yeah. it could have been totally different if it was some of the sort of less mature guys that we, we would have had. I feel like the casting directors did a really good job with Tasha season. And I hope with Matt, I mean, I'm like really impressed. I'm just like, how did you find these people? They're like normal, but not, they're like super normal. You know, like they're like, this is a good level of, of attractiveness and, and like package for the bachelor bachelorette. I also think you start to see a bit of a domino effect too, where it's like you get a group of guys that go on, you know, it's like you put Tyler Cameron on and then you get Matt James, Mm -hmm. you put on, you know, people like Ivan and Ben and Brendan and Zach, and hopefully we're going to get more guys like that who say, okay, yeah, I should go on. This is this is the type of show I should be going on. So I think that helps. I, I think casting though has done a great job. And I will say Matt's girls are phenomenal. They're See, great. I'm excited about them. We went through them last or two weeks ago. Um, I did it with Jasmine yep. Collins, who was formerly a casting producer for the show. Yes. She was impressed too. So we we uh we had a good time going through it. Um, I had a question for you. Oh, Bennett. We haven't talked about Bennett. How do you feel about Bennett? I feel like he is great TV. I don't I feel like Bennett needs a yacht. Does Bennett belong in paradise or does Bennett belong like on, on a, a boat off the shore of paradise? I'm not sure. Well, I feel like he is a bit of a conundrum. I have to say it's sort of like the new, I don't know what you call it, not bachelor villain, but maybe bachelor character where it's yeah. not, there's a lot more shades of gray. I mean, yes. I think, if you remember Kalen from Emily's season, it was sort of who like... Who could forget, of course. Who could forget Kalen? The rich guy comes in on a helicopter and then, you know, was just just not a, not a great guy. Bennett, it was sort of like he comes in. The one thing I always remember hearing everybody saying about Bennett's when I, they're like, oh, this guy will not shut up about Harvard. That was his biggest thing was like he loves... Which I'd imagine many people go to Harvard or life because you went it's to Harvard. Harvard. You went yeah. to Harvard, you know, they don't just hand out Harvard degrees. So I get it. But that was sort of the big thing. But he's sort of, you know, like, oh, God, this guy could go either way. And then you it was sort of like, no, he's actually kind of funny and, you know, a little bit different. And, you know, as Tasha said early on, like, he's bougie and I'm bougie. And that was I like a great that. line. And, I relate. You know, I mean, it was great. And I think that it was like, wow, I'm really surprised. I remember talking to Rachel Lindsay was like, I think Bennett could be a dark horse bachelor candidate. I kind of and agree. We sort of saw him do this like full 180, almost like wrestling 
heel turn. Like it was like all of a sudden he became like he went too far. Know, and he went too far, you know, and, and some of it felt a little bit like shtick with the the box of gifts and everything. And I definitely think again, like I said, what's great about Paradise is you really see people with a little bit more of their guard down. Yeah. Um, a, a Paradise Redemption is what Bennett needs. And also like I a think, some genuine yeah. emotion from Bennett. I'm not sure. That's we got what that. I want to know. It's like I want to know Bennett's story. I want to know like what was what was before Harvard? Yeah, I, I you know he's begun to open up a little bit about it. I think he talked to Caitlin mm-hmm. Bristow about what it was like for him growing up, and I think he. But I I do feel like he would be great for like a a redemption story in Paradise, and then yeah, and then he's Bachelor. But yeah, Ivan's still my wow. top pick. But just to be clear, it goes Ivan. Brendan Bennett of these guys. And then who knows what will happen this summer when we get to Paris. To see, to who knows what a bad choice going to be. Yeah. And yeah. who knows who these guys are going to be. It's, exactly. cra- it's so crazy. I do think it's interesting though. The other thing that we see, I don't think we'll see any beef between Bennett and Noah in paradise either. I think that they, although it would be fascinating. The, the classic paradise storyline would be Bennett comes side one. He's locked eyes on this girl. They've sort of coupled up. You think there's a super couple and then Noah comes in <laughs> and, he, and he wants her to. Yeah. <laughs> to, it's sort of like, like they the, should go for the same woman though. They're so different. You just never know. I mean, remember, wasn't that, I want to say that was Nick and Josh Murray over, um, yeah. Jen um Amanda. No, was it Amanda? Oh, Amanda. Was it Jen yeah, Amanda? Or Amanda? I thought it was, no, it was Amanda. Amanda. It was Amanda. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. But Bennett was, you know, I, it was nice that he wasn't just like, we know who this guy is. Like, I yeah. like that there were some shades of gray. Absolutely. I'm excited to explore these... them more in Mexico. <laughs> these, these guys have depth. It's, it's pretty crazy. The um, other one though we haven't talked about just quickly that I've heard so much about that. I just want to make sure everyone knows we will never forget is Riley too. Oh yeah. Great guy. Riley was amazing. Yeah. Riley seems like a good lawyer. Like I'm like, okay, if I need a lawyer, I'm going to consider Riley. I will not forget when he was like, I don't let my clients do a lie detector. So I'm like, good. That's something I always heard in my trying to think if there's some sort of, if you guys had any like ringer legal trouble, (laughs) would you be, I mean, it would just be fascinating. Like we've retained Riley. Um, also Riley's story. Like you just don't really hear someone talk about their decision to change their name. I think that was just like cool. Like hearing these unique stories. That's, um, I, I, I completely agree. I yeah, really, was, I really like enjoyed it. Cause it felt like mm-hmm. you were getting to know people, not like caricatures or future Instagram celebrities. Absolutely. That's right. And they just, they just spoke. Um, I think like, it was just like very specific. That's the only way I can put it. Whereas like mm-hmm. Riley's story was very specific to him. And Ivan's story was very specific to him. And right. Ben's story is very specific to him. I mean, when did you have someone who went to West Point on the show before? I mean, that's pretty impressive. I know. We should start doing the, there's, you know, sometimes you, you have high schools who are like, you know, our students have been accepted to here, here. We need to do like the bachelor. What, what like what universities have we checked off from bachelor contestants? <laughs> Harvard, West Point. It's great. We've now got West Point and Harvard. Those are two pretty big ones. Those are like two of the most exclusive institutions in the mm-hmm. country. So absolutely. <laughs> great job by you guys. Um, what was planned for this year, either in Claire season 1.0 or uh, summer games or whatever that we didn't, didn't get to happen that you just really wish had. <sighs> I don't know that there was, I knew the, the location I'm, I'm, Summer Games was going to be this place in Tennessee, mm. that's all I remember, which I thought was great because we have such a big Nashville contingency of Bachelor. That's that's become a, a low key hotbed. Yeah, I was like, I was looking into Danielle Malfi recently. 
Um, oh, is she in Nashville? She is. I didn't know that, but she is in Nashville. Wow. What's going on with her? Anything interesting? Of As note? a healthcare worker, I was just curious for her COVID experience, but she's no longer like an active nurse. She's like a podcast host who talks to nurses, which is cool. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Shine a spotlight on those yeah, essential workers. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, Claire's season, God, I'm so hard pressed to even, this feels like a million years ago. I'm trying to remember. I just remember the travel was great. Italy, I remember so clearly. Um, and I cannot for the life of me remember the other places. But the travel I remember was fantastic. Mm. I miss um, the travel more than I thought I was going to. It is It is great. The travel's fantastic. It'll be exciting. I think, again, I know like Mike Fleiss talks about this a lot. Once the world is back, like it's going to be the most celebratory bachelor season ever. Like back at the mansion, great travel. Like we're excited for that. Not that these next few seasons are not going to be great in the bubble, but you're right. The travel was a big part of it. I'm going to let you go in a second, but I have one more idea for you that I want to throw at you that you didn't see coming. It's tied. Oh boy, to here we go. It's tied for corporate synergy. Oh, tied to corporate synergy. Excuse me. The Kardashians recently, recently announced a deal with Hulu, which is a sister company of ABC within Disney. Yes. There, there's a very famous single male in the Kardashian family, Rob Kardashian. Could he ever be the bachelor? I think, look, you never say never, but also <laughs> I think that um, this is one of these questions that's always like planted. Now there's going to be like an Us Magazine article, ABC exec says Rob Kardashian, <laughs> new bachelor. And I'm just, like, right on, like, never I'm say just never. trying to help. I'm just no, trying to I help. I, I know Disney loves its synergy. No, I think we would, we would sit with him and see, A, does he want to do it? But B, it's like, do you really need this show to meet 25 women? I mean, aren't women, I would imagine. I would, I would argue like that Rob Kardashian does. Are sliding into his DM. Well, I'm going to argue okay. that he might. If he does, trust me, if that story was compelling, it definitely helps. I like that you're right. It is like such synergy. It's like we've got all the Kardashian people and the Bachelor people coming together. Usually it's just we have Kris Jenner. She does come to a lot of like the tell-alls or AFRs because she's a massive fan. Oh, really? Um, and I want to say, I think Mike Fleiss knows her because they judged Miss America together. Oh, if I'm, fun. Not, I'm almost positive that's what it was. So, so they've had a relationship, and then um, she. So she's she's come to our stuff. So she is a big fan of the show. I think certainly, yes. Would we consider it if it was something he was interested in? Absolutely. But again, me, meeting with famous people, I just remember this one person who I won't say who who it was, but he was just like, you know. I don't know. You know, I, I, it's not like I need this show. I'm not starving. I could get 25 <laughs> women tomorrow if I wanted. Them. So that always rang with me. It's like, Oh gosh, you definitely don't want somebody who's, fit. I think it was why the, the earlier incarnations of bachelor, the one thing about Matt, Matt is a guy who would have been on bachelor. He was going to be on bachelorette. Like he's a regular guy. He runs ABC food tours. He's in real estate. He goes, when we had people who were sort of of note, that were either famous or, you know, it's like Jesse Palmer was the New York Giants quarterback. I mean, Barely, did you really need the okay. bachelor? But he was. Yes, and he was a great correct. guy. I mean, I work, I've, I've worked with Jesse. He's hosting a show for yeah. us coming up. So no he's the Jesse. greatest, greatest guy in the world. But I don't think this guy needed to be the bachelor. Whereas when we first started this with Jason Mesnick, it's like, this is a regular guy. He's a single dad. He would never get this opportunity to meet these women in his life. So I think I that love, that's I love Mesnick. 
great guy. Mesnick was amazing. And that was also a world-class season of, of women. You look at the women we got from Incredible. that. Jillian, Molly, Melissa Rycroft. Really, really great. great Stephanie. Women. Love Stephanie. Stephanie Hogan. Oh my gosh. She was amazing. She's That's an right. absolute legend. She was a legend. Yes. Seattle plays really well on TV. Everything having to do with Seattle on television is a win. Grey's Anatomy, duh. Real World Seattle, best season ever. Jason's hometown, Joe and Jason's house, also great. I think we need to write like the Ten Commandments of TV because I think you're absolutely right. I think that's and a good also, one. You know how like Seattle in weddings, plays well. It does, and like you know how like in wedding photos, they're like it's actually good if you have a gray day because like you're you'll mm-hmm. really pop. It's true of Seattle. <laughs> it's always wow. gray. Just good. I'm trying to think if we have any Seattle connections for any of our future bachelor marriages, but I don't think so. No, we just got Portland with um Des and Chris. But Tasha, Tasha's going to be Orange County. Claire will be Sacramento. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, Seattle. Um. Rob, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute thrill. The Bachelor. It is. I was wanting to do it all season. We've. I know. I know. You're busy. Do it now. I'm very excited. I wish yeah. that people could see um, how I text you, like just like constantly yes. until you respond. It's like blue, 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 gray, blue, 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 gray. It's like, you know what makes it's me honestly so happy, psychotic. Though? You're one of those people like me. You just don't take any offense to it, though. <laughs> you're like, you're like, no, I'm not, you know, like I totally because it, it isn't. It's it's not me. I think I think I said to you, it's like I'm the worst person, the nexus of busy and lazy like that there possibly is. <laughs> So thank you for always like hanging in there. I yeah, no no problem. I'm just thanks for responding once every five days or five interactions. Absolutely. <laughs> I am doing a live podcast right after the show airs on January 4th. It's a bachelor party, higher learning crossover. Me, Rachel Lindsay and Van Lathan. That will be on Ringer social handles. And then also on the speed, obviously, but, um, we're one week out people, Matt James, nine one nine. We've been waiting for this since June, 2019. So it's been a long time. Hope I have to excited. say though, of all the times to be doing a live right after this is the premiere to do it. Yes. Um, great news. Granted everyone, everyone, you know, you can listen to a pretext. We are previewing our new game show, the hustler after the bachelor, <laughs> finance, the bachelor premiere. So please, you know, watch DVR the hustler, then listen listen to or or watch it and then listen to um bachelor party right after either way <laughs> that sounds great but um, enjoy it's, it's gonna be fun happy new year rob happy new year to you and mm-hmm. uh talk to you in happy new year julia all right bye This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 